You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Three chairs. Let's start this again. John chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 says the following. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher came from God. For no one can do these miracles that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, because you are a religious leader and because you're the ruler of the synagogue and doing all of these things, you are born again. And that's not what your Bible says. Your Bible says, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, not bored again, but born again, not Jason born again thing, but like born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I will shorten cut it because Nicodemus was a smart guy. He replies back the same thing that everybody, everybody who has a head on their shoulders will respond back to God. How can I, being an adult, be born again? And Jesus rebukes Nicodemus and says, you're a religious leader. You're a guy who went to college for this. You're supposed to know this. And he tells him, unless you're born of water, which is physical birth, or the spirit, which is spiritual birth, he says, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. What I want to underline to you about the first man or the first chair Nicodemus is Nicodemus was a ruler. He had a position in the society. He had a position in the religious circle. Secondly Nicodemus was religious. Nicodemus was not ungodly. Nicodemus was not a heathen. Nicodemus was not unchurched. Nicodemus visited synagogue. He went to the temple regularly. Nicodemus is religious. And Nicodemus was right about Jesus, meaning he had a very good view of right view about Jesus, that Jesus was from God and the miracles Jesus did were from God. That was way better than any Pharisee, Sadducee or any other person had about Jesus who questioned Jesus, said he was from the devil, cast out demons from the devil's power and Nicodemus had a right idea about God. He is religious and he is a ruler. And Jesus' response to him is, you must be born again. Imagine a bishop, a priest from a Catholic church. Imagine a leader from a Christian church comes to Jesus at night. And Jesus responds back to them says, you must be born again. You're like, but I'm in church. I have a position in church. Uh, I'm good. See, religion is not what Jesus came to start. He didn't diss on religion. The good religion, the one that helps the orphans, help the poor, seeks to live righteous. There's nothing wrong with that. The only difference is that that religion is powerful enough to keep you out of jail. It's not powerful enough to keep you out of hell. And Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He came to bring a kingdom. When he was born, the wise men didn't see a star over another religious leader. They saw a star of a king. He preached a kingdom and when he died on the top of his cross it wasn't written a leader of a Christianity it says a king of the Jews and when he's coming back he's not coming back as the founder of Christianity he's coming back as the king of kings and lord of lords Jesus is not competing with Buddha Muhammad and the guy whose name is confusion Jesus is not competing with the religious leaders for prominence. Buddha said, I'm the seeker of truth. Muhammad said, I'm the prophet of truth. Jesus is the boss. He says, I am the truth. 
He's not competing. He is God. Religion can be a biggest stumbling from knowing God. Because what religion does is it gives you a sense, false sense of awareness that you're close to God. What religion does is it makes you feel like because you are in church, you are in Christ. And that sometimes can be the furthest thing from the truth. I go to my garage every day, but for the past four years, it has never made me into a vehicle. Being in church is not the same thing as being in Christ. If it could be, Jesus would never tell a religious man, you need to be born again. Being baptized in a Catholic church as a child doesn't make you a follower of Jesus Christ. Being baptized in a Christian church as an adult doesn't make you a follower of Jesus Christ if you did not give your life to Jesus and turn back from your sin. A lot of you in this room and watching us on live stream, religion is your stumbling block. And I want to tell you something, do not hide behind Catholicism, Christianity, Buddhism, Confucianism or any other ism. Because there's only one kingdom and one king, his name is Jesus and he's inviting you into his kingdom. I have had an amazing grace of God upon my life since the beginning of this year to miss flights. I said grace. <laughs> miss flights. Uh, missing flight. Let, let me teach you how to miss a flight. I have a great experience under my belt for that. I pretty much missed I think every flight this year and the flights I didn't miss my luggage did. The flights I made it to my luggage didn't make it to. And one of the flights that, that will be marked in my memory is my flight to South Africa in Denver. There was a connection flight from Denver straight to uh, Johannesburg. Uh, the flight was, uh, no I think from Denver to Washington of Washington to Johannesburg. And we went to get coffee with my wife. We had about an hour so we decided for 40 minutes to, to get coffee. As we were getting coffee we came back within 40 minutes. The flight came earlier because there was a delay and the flight came earlier. They pronounced our name over the speaker. I guess we didn't hear that name because when we go to coffee shops we go into the remote areas in the airport and in a coffee shop hide somewhere where we can't hear anything. And so we go to the, our gate and it's like the scene from a left behind all three movies where everyone is gone the gate is closed. I felt what the five foolish, five foolish virgins felt. Everything is closed and there you're seeing your airplane. It's slowly moving out and you're recognizing that's where you're supposed to be on. The reason why you're in this airport is not for coffee but for that plane and it's leaving in front of you. You can scream, you can yell, you can do whatever you want but that plane is not coming back. And I realized that day a powerful revelation. Being in the airport is not the same thing as being in the airplane. Being in religion is not the same thing as being in relationship. Being in church is not the same thing as being in Christ. The reason why you go to an airport is to get into airplane. The reason why you go to church is so you can go into Christ. But you can get to the airport and miss the plane. You can join a religion and miss Christ. Jesus tells a religious man, you're hanging out in the airport too long. You need to get into the airplane. The airplane is the kingdom of God. The airplane is Jesus. The airplane is salvation. And Jesus says, if you get born again, you will see the kingdom of God. What catches my heart 
is Jesus doesn't tell Nicodemus if you get born again you will not go to hell. Jesus does not tell Nicodemus if you get born again when you die you'll go to heaven. Most of what salvation is preached on today is this get saved. Why? Because you don't know when you're gonna die and when you die you want to be going to the right place. That was not what Jesus preached. Now the kingdom of God will bring you to the kingdom of heaven but salvation doesn't bring you kingdom of heaven first. It brings you kingdom of God first and kingdom of God doesn't start when you die. It starts when you surrender. Kingdom of God is invisible. So is air but you don't live without it. It sustains you. Kingdom of God is invisible. So is the frequency that your iPhone and Android is on but it keeps your connections alive. Kingdom of God is what we get saved for. You don't get saved so you escape hell just in case hell is real. You get saved so you enter into the kingdom. My God. This will make a Baptist shout. So good. Church, let's give the Lord a round of applause for the kingdom of God. Second chair. Acts chapter 10 verse 1 and verse 2. There was a certain man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. A devout man, somebody say devout, devout. who feared God, somebody say feared God. feared God, with all his household, meaning all of his family did it, what he did, who gave alms generously, somebody say generous man, and prayed to God always, somebody say pray to God always. This is the guy that your mama want, would, would want you to marry. This is the guy that if you would be like that, even if you don't go to church, like people would say, you know what, you're a good man. This is the guy that a lot of Christians wish to be one day like. Cornelius, unlike Nicodemus, Cornelius was not religious. But he acted way better than most religious people. Cornelius... He feared God. Mm -hmm. People in our culture, they love God. Cornelius was better than that. Loving God and fearing God are two different things. You can love God and never fear Him, but you can't fear God and never love Him. Cornelius feared God. Bible says those who fear God, they run away from sin. That was Cornelius. Cornelius was devout. He wasn't a, Jew, a Jewish man. He was a centurion. He was a Roman man. He wasn't a religious man, but he was a good man. Cornelius he gave. Cornelius wasn't one of those guys who comes to church and forgets to bring their tithe. He gave generously. He wasn't a religious man but he was a generous man. Cornelius prayed not before a meal or when a police officer pulled him over or before a test. He prayed not as an emergency. He lived a lifestyle of prayer. And Cornelius the Bible says he fasted. He didn't do it to lose the stomach fat. He did it as his way of seeking God and God comes to Cornelius through an angel and tells Cornelius you need to send a man to Pasco to get Vlad, I'm sorry, to get Peter, to get Peter. You need to send a man to get Peter and Peter will tell you something that you still need to do and Cornelius is like I'll do whatever you want Lord. I've been praying, fasting, giving, fearing God. I will do more. I will add one more thing and when Peter comes 
I think when Peter saw how successful Cornelius was, how good Cornelius was, he's like, what do I preach to Cornelius? This guy has his life put together, but he still needs Jesus. There's not too many Corneliuses in Tri-Cities. Not too many of them here. No offense, my dear friends. Some of us are Christians and we still need to envy Cornelius. But in case you feel like Cornelius, we all know you're not, but in case you do feel like him, your family knows you're not, but in case you feel like you're a good man, you're not like those bad people. You, you're, you're a fine man. You, you, you're proud of yourself. In case if you would even marry you if, if you would have the chance because you, you like yourself so much. In case you're in that category, I want to tell you something that Jesus Christ still has a message for good people. You must be born again. Christianity is not about morality. Christianity is about Jesus. Our goal on earth is not to make gay people straight. Our goal on earth is not to make bad people good. Our goal on earth is not to make people religious. Our goal first and foremost a man from Galilee whose name is Jesus Christ. We are not on this moral crusade to straighten everybody. We are on a crusade that has one mission and that is first and foremost meet people with Jesus Christ. Peter did not come to Cornelius and brought ten commandments. He brought to him a story of a man. Cornelius had a good works but Cornelius these works couldn't save this Cornelius. He needed Jesus and when Peter preached about Jesus Cornelius accepted the gift of salvation. He stopped trying to be good. He trusted in the good God. He placed his faith in Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God came and here we see the kingdom of God that salvation brings but in here we see the Holy Spirit that salvation brings. See Cornelius had prayer fasting giving and fearing God but he didn't have the Holy Ghost. Now he has the Holy Ghost. I want to encourage every person here today. Your good works cannot save you. If you think that Christianity is about you stopping smoking and you stopping sleeping with your boyfriend and your girlfriend. If you think Christianity is about you living your, your life straight before God. I want to tell you something. That is not what Christianity is about. Christianity is first and foremost. You switching kingdoms and then you switch the kings. You no longer become the king of your life meaning you don't set the rules. God sets the rules and then you surrender your life to him and his power helps you to live his purposes for your life. A young man not many years ago when I was a, a youth leader in the lobby of our church approached me and asked me the question. Now the response I gave him might shock you and the reason why I gave him that response is because I knew this man previously. I knew his parents. So I wouldn't give this response to just random person who would ask me that question. He asked me the question and followed like this, Pastor is it wrong for me to smoke weed? So I looked at him and I said, for you? No. In fact, I would encourage you to smoke whatever you want. So taken by surprise, he looked at me, his eyes just got bigger and I said, okay, let's, let's, let's negotiate. Think about this. You're going to hell. It's obvious. You know that. God knows. The devil knows. Your mama knows. That, and I know that. Five people already know that. What difference would it make if you go to hell smoking weed or if you go to hell holding yourself back from enjoying the pleasures of sin? I was like, if I would be in your shoes knowing that I'm going to hell, I would live my life to the fullest. 
I would give myself a hundred percent. At least when I go there, I know what I went there for. I said, why are you withholding yourself back? You're still going there. His eyes just got smaller. That night, of course, he gave his life to the Lord. I said, it has nothing. I'm like, you're thinking that sm not smoking weed will get you to heaven. That's not what's going to get you to heaven. If not smoking weed can get you to heaven, then Jesus died in vain. Jesus did not die in vain to help you not smoke weed. Smoking weed is bad for you. If the Lord would want you to smoke weed, He put a chimney on the top of your head. He didn't. So that's not a purpose for your life, but that's not what's going to get you saved. What's going to get you saved is one man. His name is Jesus. Good works are good to keep us out of jail and to keep us out of trouble in life, but they're not good enough to keep us out of hell and out of a gap that sin creates between us and God. Are you with me? The first man is Nicodemus. He's religious. God's answer for religious people you must be saved. Second man is a good man, Cornelius. God's answer to him, you must be born again. The third man, the final one is Luke chapter 19 verse 1 and verse 2. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho and behold there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. He sought to, he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was a short man. So we have a religious man, we have a good man, and we got ourselves a shorty. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Now, we unfortunately didn't get the shortest one for the short position, but you get the point. The shirt says it all. Not, not to discriminate on people whose height um, is short, but I want you to see something about Zacchaeus, that his physical height was also his spiritual height. Two things you must remember about short people. One, they're born like that. They didn't become short. They're born short. Mom and dad is the fault, okay? <laughs> Not them. It's a, it's a generational thing. They're born like that. Number two, second thing you know about short people is there's nothing you can do to change being short. You can put a platform under your shoes. If you're ladies, if you're men, you put a platform people will make fun of you. You can wear heels to become short. You can go and do pull-ups to stretch. You can have people stretch you but all of that is gonna avail to nothing. You're still gonna be short. Zacchaeus is not the only one who was short. My Bible makes me to understand that everyone has fallen. What does it say? Everyone has fallen of the glory of God. You're short too shortcomings is what we call our sins it's where we fall short of the glory of God we try it's not that we don't try it's like when you're playing basketball you're throwing the ball and you miss it and you don't get points for trying you only get points for scoring and so many people say well but I tried God will see that I tried in the basketball game you don't get points for trying you only get points for scoring so is in the kingdom of God and it's for the short man not only he was born like this but secondly he couldn't change it and there was a third fact about short people is they don't see Jesus they do like this they only have glances not gaze of Jesus and he couldn't see Jesus he had to go like this short people live by leaps of faith 
they can't have a lifestyle of faith they live by glances of Jesus not the gaze of Jesus they jump up one weekend yes Lord I will do it I'll never do that I'll never do that only to on Monday go back and for seven days stand short and then the next Sunday I'm gonna try a little bit higher thinking that if I jump higher I will stay higher only to jump back on Sunday night back into the same sin that their shortness has put them into but Zacchaeus' story did not end with him being born short not being able to change the fact he was short and not being able to see Jesus I want you to see what it says the following Zacchaeus he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way Zacchaeus realized I was born short I can't change being short and I can't see Jesus because I'm short and Zacchaeus does this fourth thing that's so powerful he doesn't run from God he runs and climbs on the tree and Jesus is passing by and I want you to see what happens is Jesus looks at him from that tree and it doesn't say Zacchaeus saw Jesus it says Jesus saw Zacchaeus 2,000 years ago God placed a tree on the hill of Golgotha for short people that anybody who climbs on that tree will no longer just see God but God will see them God has lifted Jesus as the Son of God that whoever looks to him will never be put to shame that even if they try to succeed they try to overcome their sin even if they have so many attempts where they jump up and down only to go back into their sin and they relapse back into their addiction the once they climb on the calvary and cast dependence upon their flesh and say jesus i am done trying but i'm gonna start trusting i'm gonna trust in your blood I want to trust in your stripes that the nail Rome, Roman nails have left on your body. I will trust in your mercy. I will trust in your grace. I will trust in your unfailing love for me. And if that doesn't help me Jesus, I am lost completely. When you cast yourself on that tree, you catch the attention of God. And Jesus will see you. He will not pass you by. Your sins will not be that big because Jesus is better at saving you than you are sinning. What I love is Jesus looks at Zacchaeus. He doesn't call him a tax collector. He doesn't call him a short man. He calls him Zacchaeus which is in the original pure. Zacchaeus had no nothing about purity. But when he was in the tree, Jesus calls him by his new name, pure. See, when you hide yourself in the cross, before God changes your life, He changes your name. He changes your identity, meaning He changes how you identify yourself with. So you don't identify yourself as a bastard child nobody wanted you. You don't identify yourself as a divorced man that somebody left you. You don't identify yourself as one who was raped or molested. You don't identify yourself as the one who's poor and broke. You don't identify yourself as the one who this that happened and that has happened. You identify yourself with, I am Zacchaeus. I'm a new creation. I am more than a conqueror. I am loved even though everybody rejected me. I was chosen even though nobody wanted to see me. I was accepted though everybody has left me behind. Jesus calls you by a new name if you are on the cross. 
on the cross he changes your name but what I love this story most for is not that Jesus called him by his name and that brought such a joy to Zacchaeus knowing the world sees me as a sinner because I've been acting as one God calls me a saint he's gonna change me is that Jesus looks at Zacchaeus and says Zacchaeus come down from the tree let's go to your house see salvation is not you meeting Jesus at the tree it's you taking Jesus to your casa but imagine Zacchaeus he has Jack Daniels in the refrigerator imagine Zacchaeus there's websites on his computer that are open that Jesus shouldn't be seeing imagine Zacchaeus has a chica living in the room and he shouldn't be living with her imagine Zacchaeus has all kinds of posters in his living room imagine Zacchaeus he has a lot of stuff he lives a Zacchaeus lifestyle and Zacchaeus didn't say Jesus um had a good idea you don't know what you're gonna find I love this the Bible says he got glad knowing if Jesus gets to my house we'll figure it out we'll clean it together I know there's dirty dishes in the sink we'll wash it together don't be afraid to take Jesus with you home even if your home is a mess please do not leave Jesus on the altar don't leave the Holy Spirit at the altar God is tired of living in church on Monday through Saturday he, he wants to tell you say take me home with you take me to your home and I know we're afraid to take Jesus home for this reason because when you invite mama to your home or you invite me to your home this is what we do as parents and pastors uh, change that take that you know my, when my father-in-law comes to my home before he even steps in he's like lad um the paint needs to be changed are those paintings they don't belong here um you need to really change the couches and after he's done and I said are you done sir after he's done I said now we can sit down because I ain't changing nothing and sometimes that's what we feel about God well Vlad if I bring God he's gonna start bossing around no that's your mom and that's maybe your leader that's not the Lord what I loved about Jesus when he came to Zacchaeus's house he said nothing about what happened to him what he did is his presence caused Zacchaeus to start feeling watch this uncomfortable when you bring the Holy Spirit home th things that you used to do you start feeling uncomfortable with and it's the presence of God saying it's time to grow it's time to change not from the outside in from the inside out not behavior modification but heart transformation it's when God changes you from the inside out take Jesus home I want you to rise today is your day of salvation today is your day of freedom there is three precious souls sitting in this auditorium today if I can ask everybody to stay in your seats for just a moment before this is the most important part of this service the most important part of this weekend are you religious are you hiding behind your religious mask the only religious thing that you have is that you went to church 10 years ago but you don't live your religion out are you maybe a good person perhaps you're saying you're better than some of the church folk and you hide behind your good works or maybe today you feel short you feel like you did not live up to your standards you broke everybody's trust in you 
your sin is waiting hard on you you promise to yourself and people that are around you I will never do it only to do it again you come to church and you're doing these jumps you're jumping just to see God only to jump down back into your life of sin Jesus wants you to stop jumping and he wants us to start climbing every head bowed and every eye closed I'm gonna count to three and when I do so if you're not where you're supposed to be with the Lord I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand are you religious they need to get saved today are you a good person that needs to submit your life to the Lord today or are you a short person that needs to go on the cross and find Jesus one two three if you need to give your life to the Lord just slip up that hand just raise that hand high you say Pastor Vlad this is me maybe you need to come back to the Lord thank you thank you thank you I see your hand thank you anybody else thank you listen you know what Vlad you're talking to me thank you I need to give my life to the Lord today I'm not what I'm supposed to be with Jesus thank you you know I need to get saved today I hide behind my religion but I need to come back to the Lord I am short thank you see that person in the back thank you thank you another person I'm gonna ask you to do something bold right now very bold I'm gonna ask you to get out of your seat quickly and come there's a team that's waiting for you right here just come quickly those of you who raised your hand or wanted to raise your hand quickly begin to make your way quickly 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 just come just come if our cell leaders home group leaders can be here as well if our home group leaders can be here as well come people are coming people are coming from the back people are coming from the front just come just come just come don't be afraid doesn't matter what people think about you what matters is what God thinks about you when Zacchaeus came down from a tree people start talking but Zacchaeus didn't care because at the end of the day it's not gonna matter what men say about you it's gonna matter what God says about you just come just come just come if I can have the home group leaders there's not enough to come out and begin to pray with people all the life group leaders begin to come and just begin to pray for some souls we're waiting there's more people that's coming people if you brought a friend with you and you know they need to get right with God you can ask them right there right there saying you know do you want to go I'm gonna pray with you I'm gonna pray with you thank you Father thank you Lord thank you Jesus the Holy Spirit is moving the Holy Spirit is touching Ivan and Jill if you guys there's, there's a couple right here let's come and pray let's come and pray every person make sure somebody's praying for them there's another person that's coming I'm gonna wait for a few more seconds if you need to get right with God let's make your way out of your seat and come to the front shame the devil accept Jesus I'm gonna wait for a few more seconds as prayer is being offered and the team is gonna sing a song the Spirit of God is moving in this room right now he's touching people's lives online right now there where you are Jesus wants to come into your heart if you're not where you're supposed to be with Jesus maybe you fall short of the glory of God or maybe you're hiding behind the mask of religion or perhaps you consider yourself too good for salvation Jesus Christ wants to come into your heart right now in just a moment we're gonna pray a prayer that will invite Jesus and bring repentance to your life you can pray with us and comment below and Jesus will come into your heart because distance is not a barrier for God distance is not a barrier for God Church, if there's anybody else, if there's anybody else, one more second, one more second and you just come. If the Lord is tugging on your heart today, don't let this Easter pass by. Don't let this Easter pass by. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of healing and deliverance in your life. 
I'm going to stop trying and I will start trusting. I yield to you. Deliver me. Set me free and come live inside of me. I want to take you home with me today for the rest of my life. Give me new life. Give me new heart and give me new identity. In Jesus name. If you pray this prayer the Bible says that you receive that gift of salvation. Our team is going to continue to minister to you. Your next step will be to get water baptized. And the team will tell you a little bit more. If you're watching us on live stream, if you pray that prayer, comment below. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.